Okay. Uh, oh, I did notice uh, I do need to get some room tone to cancel out some of the noise. Oh, okay. Um, it just sounded like whining dogs. Yeah, do you need some dog whining too? Yeah, I do need some dog whining. Pepper, can you, can you whine on command for me? Oh, thank you, bud. <laughs> Y'all move! It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast. My name's Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And today, joining us on, I forgot to say what this podcast was about. It's a weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. Uh, I'm just so excited because we have friend of the show, Mac, joining us. Hello. I'm uh, Mac. Mac, hi. Uh, I'm so, this is amazing. We, our first guest, um, you've been listening since day one. Of course, yeah. Uh, you've been our friend since forever, so this is great. Um We'll say since forever. That works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since the existence of our knowing ship. Yeah. That could be forever. That sure. <laughs> forever, forever of knowing each other. Uh now we sorry, my dog is slurping water really loud and I don't know if that's coming in the mic. Uh we uh are really excited to have you on. Uh, at least I am. Jimmy doesn't have a mic, so we're gonna assume I could just bring the mic over and put it closer to my face and say, Yes, I am excited to have <laughs> you here, Mac, and I'm glad you can be with us. Let us rub our cheeks together. Should we do that? So that way we're both next to the mic. Aw, so sweet. Uh, for those of you at home, this is a really interesting setup for us because Jimmy and I typically record sort of side by side on the couch and we each have a microphone, but those are the only microphones that we have, just two. Uh, so we're kind of doing an interesting mic share thing here. Um, but Mac, uh, if you would uh, tell us a little bit about like your experience with Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, did you watch the show? Did you play the game? Um, why why Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah. So uh, you didn't mention that I was that you're bringing me in as the unofficial ex expert, because when I was in uh, just before middle school or maybe around middle school, um, I uh, saw the show on on Saturday and was like, wow, this is really cool. And so I enjoyed the show when I was a kid. Um, and uh, yeah, me and my friends, there was about 10 of us in the neighborhood. We all started watching the show and uh, collecting the cards and got finally enough to build a deck so we can duel. One deck between all of you? <laughs> <laughs> Here, you take these three cards and we'll take these three <laughs> and duel. No, um, yeah, we all started building enough and uh, got a deck handed to us and started handing each other our asses. Hey, there you go. There we that, go. Which will come up later in the episode. Uh, <laughs> so did you go to like tournaments or anything or was it just like you and your friends? Uh, it was just me and my friends and then we would do it on an almost daily basis. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and then one of my friends had a, a cousin who was in high school and he he was uh, had his own deck and he was really good and he had a red eyes and none of us had seen like a card of that like magnitude. Um, and so... So this episode must have been nostalgic for you, just seeing the same reaction that everyone else had to this red eyes coming up. It was about the same, especially when he laid it down. I was like, well, crap, how am I going to defeat that? Because like, I don't have anybody that's 2,600 you know, in attack. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I actually ended up winning that game. And I don't remember how, obviously, since it was... <laughs> eons ago well you played a time wizard and you right. made it go eons into the future no we're spoiling yeah. the episode i'm sorry <laughs> the real secret was you believed in the heart of the cards i did we would do that all the time though we we're like okay heart of the cards and then we're like <laughs> pick it up and if it's crap we're like 
you failed me hard in the cards. <laughs> You're fake. I uh, never believed in you. I mean, I feel like past a certain point of watching the show, you kind of have to do that with every card game. Like, I'm going to do that with poker or like blackjack at a certain point. I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so then fast forwarding to today, you mm-hmm. stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh for a while, presumably. Yes, because you're ex expert. Ex expert. Um, I got you back into Duel Links a little bit. We dueled a couple of times. Are you yeah. still playing that? No. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, um, I played it for a little bit, and I started um, building a deck and getting okay. But running into the same issue that you've been having, where you know, if you battle anyone that's ranked, it's they've clearly paid a lot of money to have whatever cards that they have, and you either do crappy or you play against the bots and you win easily most of the time yeah yeah. like literally i had a duel where the opponent went first he laid down a card in defense mode which is face down so you can't see it um and then i laid down a card in defense mode then he laid down a card laid down a different card special summon this card attacked that guy and then flipped all of his guys into attack mode and i was just and i i died i literally played one card yep my entire turn that entire game that sounds really familiar for ranked pvp yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i'm at a point right now i think where i'm pretty happy like sort of grinding in the game just against the bots um i kind of talked about this a little bit last week but like building a deck now where my turn takes like two minutes even just you know drawing cards and milling through them and it's like oh okay this is kind of a fun strategy and that's about the extent of it <laughs> <laughs> um and you have children now i do are you going to be introducing your children to Yu-Gi-Oh? you know my oldest really likes pokemon and there's a card game to go along with that yeah so so i hear so um and as a kid i actually liked the Yu-Gi-Oh the way that that played better than the pokemon game if you guys ever had to play it i so i had kind of a weird upbringing i didn't have as bad as as most but i grew up in a really like conservative christian neighborhood so like i had friends who had to burn their pokemon cards because there was a psychic type that's and that's of the devil so yeah my my heart of the cards weeps for those children (laughs) right (laughs) so i feel i feel like now i think my adulthood maybe is like rebelling against that like playing dungeons and dragons doing a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast you know, every, everything in my life right now is just rebelling against that time. Um, I just remember in elementary school um, how Pokemon cards broke up a friendship because one of my friends got like a holographic Chansey and my other friends stole it. No. And uh, they chased each other on the playground and um, like a few days or weeks later, they just decided to ban all Pokemon cards because... It's easier to do that than teach your children not to steal, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. There's a whole episode of Recess about that. Do you guys remember that? Oh, I think yeah. I may have talked about it on the show before. But so the cartoon Recess, the like, what was it, Nickelodeon? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was this episode where uh, it was, I think, just called Monster Cards. And mm-hmm. it became this like big phenomenon. And everyone at the school was buying Monster Cards. And it was all about like being too poor to buy monster cards. Didn't it drive one of the kids crazy? And it he did. was like, yeah, he became yeah. addicted to them. Um, yeah. He alienated himself. I don't, yeah, I don't really know what the moral of that story ended up being, but it was, it was something. Um, 
Well, it's good. I think, you know, definitely if you do introduce your oldest to, to Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, I just do have one request, uh, and that's please, for the love of Christ, don't use this podcast as an introductory method. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I would love to see, uh, when we first started talking about having you on the show, we were talking about having you teach Jimmy how to duel. Uh, and I, we, I don't know that we have time for that in today's show because I know you got a hard out, but yeah. I would love to see your eldest dueling Jimmy at some point Ooh, just I'll, to see how I'll that goes. I'll train him up to, <laughs> to you, defeat you. You train your kid. I'll train mine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have at it. We'll uh, set a date. That'll be good. That'll be a nice little uh, special episode sometime in the future. <laughs> so which of us would be Joey and which of us is the dueling monkey? <laughs> Jimmy, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time to l- 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 lose to a kid. Because <laughs> he's how old now? Uh, he's five now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're, he really likes board games. You're so. going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you guys are ready, I think it's, it's time, time to discuss the episode. Uh, Jimmy, you summarized last week. And we're going to be nice to our guest and not have you summarize this week. Uh, so I guess that means it's my turn to summarize the episode. And this week, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 12, Trial by Red Eyes. Now, when last we left off, we had a hard cut out from uh, the Joey-Rex duel, where uh, Joey had figured out that his two ogre monsters, is that right, Mac? There, there was the lava battle guard... And the swamp swamp battle, battle guard. ogre swamp are they, oh, are they both battle, battle guards? Guard? So so anyway, so a red guy out, and a green guy. Yeah, so we figured out that the red guy and the green guy go together, and that friendship uh, means everything on and off the field. And uh, he defeats the serpent knight dragon, ya boy. Uh, and uh, it, the last episode ended with Rex going, ah, but this other monster is going to fuck you up. So uh, it's the duel continues, and uh, Rex reveals that the Serpentite Dragon wasn't the strongest card in his deck. It was actually uh, Red Eyes Black Dragon, uh, because apparently, as a dino duelist, that means lots of dragons. I don't know. I haven't seen a single real dinosaur in this deck. Uh, just saying. There was a mega, whatever it is, at the mega Zoras. And then, right at the beginning of the episode, when he has his tag team guys, they both attack whatever face down card which was a dinosaur it just looked like a t-rex yeah it didn't thing did it even have a name did they bother naming it i don't know he might have done it last episode since it was face down defense or maybe you know just cut away and just left it out i think they might have just left it out because it dies instantly and we get this whole like couple of minute long thing of uh joey and tristan being like they're fighting for each other they're really glow and they start like actually glowing um and it's like this sort of brotherly love kind of like precious moment that really goes on for too long (laughs) um but then uh red eyes black dragon comes out and uh i forget you guys might have to help me with this i forget exactly how it comes up but rex wants to bet joey uh that whoever wins not only wins the star chips, but wins uh, their cards, like their best cards. Yeah, he has this whole inner monologue where, like, even it's shown in the show that he's just sitting there thinking to himself for like a minute because um, Mai yells at him. Oh, but yeah. he his he wants to get the the time wizard so he can then use it against Mai. That's right. Yeah. So at this point, Rex is still sort of dueling on Mai's behalf. 
because I guess you can't face the same duelist twice in the duelist kingdom. Um, so he's thinking if I beat Joey, I want to have his time wizard as well, because that's the card that Joey used to defeat my previously. So I'll have a more powerful deck. Um, Joey at this point is at like less than 500 life points. So he's not in a good position, but he thinks, okay, there is still a way to get out of it. And Yugi even says as much, but not saying it to Joey. He says, there is one play that can help Joey win, but Joey has to figure it out on his own. And we see this moment where Joey is considering the bet, thinking that's probably a bad idea. And then he realizes it and he, he knows the strategy all of a sudden. But he doesn't, head, he but doesn't, he doesn't realize he it kind of guesses because it. Rex is like, Oh no, his, his, uh, time wizard. I forgot about that. And, and, then, on the and then, and then he says, that's when he ups the stakes. And then Joey's like, Oh yeah, my time wizard. I forgot about that. And then he's like, I'm going to use my time wizard. And then Rex is like, what? <laughs> Absurd. Why, why would you do that? Which is, uh, that's probably going to come back in my best moments because that's an excellent moment. Um, great so, Joey, so Joey agrees to uh, the bet and whoever wins will take both the uh, Red Eyes Black Dragon and the Time Wizard as well as the Star Chips. Uh, he plays the Time Wizard, which is the mechanics of this haven't really been like well represented in the show, I think. But apparently there's a random element to the Time Wizard where his staff, which is like a like a kind of pseudo clock face has two spaces on it that are time portals and four spaces on it that are skulls. And if it lands on a time portal, the field is transported eons into the future and everything ages. And if it lands on a skull, it takes a chunk out of uh, Joey's life points to which Tristan says, all he has left is a chunk, which is also a pretty good line. Uh, He plays time wizard. Time wizard does the random thing. The, the clock spins and spins and spins. We go to a commercial break, which, again, thank God for Netflix. Like, we still get the fade out to commercial, but no commercial. We fade back in, and it's still spinning. So that means it's been spinning for, like, five minutes now, just waiting for something to like, happen. Even without the commercial break, this thing spends, like, a good, I would say, 45 seconds to Easily. a minute just Easily. spinning. And everyone's just kind of gasping and looking at it. And it's it's one of those moments where you can kind of feel everyone, like, everyone's butts clenching a little bit like they're really just tensing up for this and it stops and it looks like it's going to stop on a skull and then right at the very last second it boop boops forward just a little bit and lands on the time warp uh so let's do the time warp again and uh you know you're gonna pull your knees in tight and do a little wiggle and i forget the lyrics to time warp and i'm ashamed of myself uh but Everything is propelled forward by eons, and we see the space and time continuum being torn asunder while Rex does this, like, kind of David Attenborough-esque narration of, like, what's happening, and we see the evolution of man. Eons pass in seconds. And, uh, and, and we see, you know, millions of creatures fly by. I think there might even be, like, a silhouette of a Pokemon in there. I'll have to go back in and, like watch it frame by frame because you see just these silhouettes of random strange creatures sort of floating past uh and finally it ends and we see that the red eyes black dragon has been fossilized and mai is freaking out and she's going no 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 he's it's just you know little gray with age like that's natural right it's just a little little gray and just have him attack rex it's fine and so rex uh commands the red eyes black dragon to attack and it crumbles to pieces because it has indeed been fossilized meaning that rex loses the remainder of his life points and joey wins the duel uh to which rex says i guess he'll be wanting my star chips now forget all about that bet and uh joey calls him on it and gets 
not only the star chips, but red eyes, black dragon. And that's how Joey gets red eyes, black dragon. There we go. Which he'll use, uh, again in the future. I'm sure that's going to go into his normal deck. Uh, so then, yeah, so then we got to another commercial break, and after that, uh, everyone realizes, oh, it's nighttime all of a sudden. We just wasted an entire day on this, and, uh, well, no, wait, hang on. Now that I've said it out loud, they have wasted an entire day on this, haven't they? Did they? We did see the, the sunset. Because the last episode started with, oh, it's another beautiful morning. Let's go and find a normal duel against a normal-ass human being, <laughs> and then Rex Raptor and my Valentine leap out of the bushes. And yeah, I think they've been dueling for like eight hours. Has it been like 24 hours since I ate those nasty fish? Yeah, at least, at least. So that, that I mean, that helps kind of for the context of what comes up next. Because the next thing is, is Joey and Tristan, again, realize that they are fucking starving because they don't have any food here. And apparently nothing grows on this island except for, as Joey learns, a poisonous mushroom, which he nearly eats before Tristan manages to uh, wrestle him to the ground. Uh... The weirdest part about all of this, I feel like, is, like, that makes sense to me, that they would be hungry, because as we've noticed now, it's been, like, maybe 24 hours since they've eaten. But Yugi and Taya are sitting down, and Taya's like, those boys in their stomachs. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really weird kind of situation they're in. Yeah, and it's, like, no, Taya, it's not just these boys. They're not, like, they're not gluttons. They're just human. <laughs> like, it's been a bit, you know? You need to eat. I mean, I don't, I don't know about Taya. Maybe Taya doesn't. Taya's one of those uh, living off See, the... She is such a side character. She doesn't need to eat. Oh, no. Oh, I, I was going for the uh, the Kung Fu Panda. What's the thing? He lives off the juice of the universe. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, my Valentine returns with a bag of food. And she says that she'll share because by tomorrow she'll have enough star chips to enter the castle and face off with Pegasus. But she shows up and then just looks them dead in the eye and takes a bite out of a candy bar. Yeah. And starts making Joey really angry. And he's like, okay, you can beat me in a duel. You can make fun of me. You can do whatever. uh, But you cannot eat in front of me. I am pissed off about this. And she says that she'll share, but only if he asks like a gentleman Uh, to which he says, so you can make fun of me for that too, which Maybe in his hungry brain, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, so they all start sort of playing nice with Mai and they sit around a campfire and start to pull out the food and it's things like candy bars and potato chips and soda, you know, real survival camping food. Uh, And uh, Mai says, well, you can't eat it yet. First, you have to do chores. And so she tells Yugi to go gather firewood, Joey and Tristan to go gather water, and Taya to just hang out. Uh, and she even points out like, oh, Taya, if you want to freshen up, there's a makeshift shower over there and just kind of lingers on that point. And I, I, I'm just now thinking, where was that water source coming from? That's what I want to know. <laughs> if the guys had to go gather water, what's the shower using? There's no, there's no river nearby. There's no. And where'd it come from? Did she set it up before she stepped out of the woods? Who knows? Maybe it's one of the, maybe Pegasus set it up. I don't know. It's not explained at all. But there it is. Just a makeshift shower. Don't think about it at all, Taya. It's not weird. It's not weird, right? It's and not so, weird to make all your friends go away, and this grown woman tells you to go take a shower. Yeah, it feels. It feels. We, it's not just me, right? It feels weird. Um, it's really weird. So, you know, while they're like, while Taya's freshening up, and while the guys are out gathering stuff, Maya and Taya start talking, and Maya asked the same question that I had last week. 
like Teo, why are you here? Like, why are you wasting your time on these buffoons? And she goes, well, because they're my best friends, and that's what's important. And Mai's like, no, that's ridiculous. Uh, to Fair which, point. Yeah, to which I say, Mai, you are correct. Uh, but Taya is like, no, they're my friends. I'm going to stick with them. So uh, the guys come back, and they all eat food. And uh, I want to point out real quick that yeah. the food they're making is what looks like bags of potato chips being yes. boiled in a pot. It is definitely the bags of potato chips that they call out earlier, and they just have them boiling in a pot like they're making mashed potatoes. But and then it cuts to what they're eating, and it's like rice, it's rice. And, and like curry and stuff. Yeah, it looks really fancy, but it definitely did not come out of the bags that they <laughs> that Mai brought. So I don't know. Food's weird in this world, maybe. Who knows? We don't see enough of it. We saw those gross fish. Those apparently tasted really good. Uh, I think that's our most liked photo on Instagram. Too. <laughs> it's just the gross looking fish. Um, so uh, they're all talking, and they're they're talking about uh, you know the tournament and how that's going. And Yugi tries to ask Mai how many star chips she's got and how she's feeling about everything. And Mai goes, you know, I've had enough of this like nice guy routine. She thinks that Yugi's kind of like trying to, trying to get some inside strategy from her. Uh, and she goes off to take a walk. And so the rest of them kind of just hang out for a while. And this whole time, uh, Taya has been really jumpy about stuff in the woods. Cause now apparently a new character trait is that she's jumpy all of a sudden, which has not come up at all before. Uh, but there's something out in the woods that she keeps hearing. And uh, we, as as Mai walks away and does her kind of, you know, monologue to the moon, we hear the rustling again and Taya freaks out. And uh, it's revealed, bum ba da ba to be a commercial break. Uh, when we come back from commercial break. Well, right before the commercial break, there's like two glowing red eyes that appear in a bush. That's right. Two, Yeah. And it, they look like the red eyes, black dragon eyes is the thing. It's not a red-eyes black dragon in the woods. That would be really weird. Uh, what comes out is equally weird. Although I think did I miss did I miss the point where Mai gets kidnapped? Is that later? That happens right after this. Oh, okay, yeah. So we come back from commercial break, and uh, we get Mai kind of monologuing again. And uh, as she's monologuing, she's like, "Well." Uh, I'll have to, you know, just do everything on my own. And I, I can't go soft now. And like, I, I don't want to hang out with these losers, even though they're nice losers. Uh, and as she's saying that a huge dude with a bandana and a giant dual gauntlet with like two rows of star chips comes up behind her and kidnaps her. And just pulls her into a bush. And, and that's, that's the last we see of her. No more my, I guess. Just <laughs> writing her out of the show. Uh, meanwhile, back at the camp, another figure comes out of the woods, uh, and it is Bakura, uh, who we've seen twice in this series so far. Taya keeps seeing him and everyone's like, no, I don't see what you're talking about. You're crazy, Taya. Uh, but he, he's real. And Taya goes, see, I wasn't just seeing things. Y'all didn't believe me. He was in the first episode as like just in the background as mm -hmm. one of the, the other students. And then they introduce him in this episode and this, they, it's weird because they introduce him like we should know who he is. Like, oh, it's Bakura. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, just everyone's best friend, Bakura. Uh, and they ask what he's doing here. And he goes in his weird British accent. Uh, same thing that you're all doing here, I guess. You know what he sounds like? He mm. sounds exactly like the Geico Gecko. He does. Would you like to play some card games? Just doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, I guess. 
playing some duel monsters. Would you like to play with me, Yugi? Um, to, I mean, for okay, no, Mac, you have a point, please. He also doesn't have a gauntlet. That I was about to say that exact yeah. same thing. Thank and you. So how did he get the invite? He's, how did he get on the island? He's clearly. How did he stow away? On the ship. Well, I think we get an idea of that and what happens next. So what happens next is he sits down with all of them and it's just like hanging out. They join him in, they invite him into the group. They all know him from school and they're hanging out and they're looking at their cards, right? And so Tristan asks Joey why he's been looking at this card so much. I think he's looking at the flame blade warrior. What's it called? The fire... Some warrior with a flaming sword. Yeah, we're gonna get emails about flaming this. swordsman. Something That's like probably that. it. Flame, yeah. flame swordsman, flame swordsman. That's what it is. Uh, and uh, Joey's like, "Well, it sounds dumb, but when I duel, sometimes I pretend that it's me out there, like exchanging blows with the monsters." And he goes, "Yeah, I know it sounds it sounds silly, whatever." And he goes, eh, "It kind of kind of sounds silly, but like that makes sense. We all kind of identify with a card, and they all go around saying what card they identify with." So. Uh, Yugi says that he identifies with Dark Magician. Uh, Tristan says, I don't think Tristan says one actually. <laughs> it's like Cyber. Oh no, Cyber yeah. Cyber Commando. Yeah, yeah, Cyber Commando. Another great uh, old school pen and paper. He looks RPG. like he, a uh, guy who's like ripped straight out of Predator. He's just super buff, like cyber cyborg, like black dude with mm-hmm. like a rocket launcher on his shoulder. He he looks. Almost literally like a screenshot from Cyborg, or not Cyborg Commando, uh, Bionic Commando, the like Super NES game. It's a commando with a robot arm. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, and then Taya takes a look and says, well, I guess I, I identify with uh, Magician of the Faith, uh, which Tristan and Joey make fun of because they're dicks. And uh, Bakura says, well, I identify with this card. And it's an illustration of uh, sort of an angel that's split in half. So one side is angelic and the other side is like demonic kind of. It was extremely deviant art. It's incredibly deviant art. Like any, pretty much any profile you pulled up on deviant art in like the early 2000s, this is that card. Uh, and Yugi's kind of like in awe of that card. He hasn't seen it in action. And Bakura goes, well, you know, if you want, we could duel right now, not for like starships or anything, just for fun. And so they all go, oh, that actually sounds kind of nice. Like, it'd be really cool to have, like, a duel where this is a game. You know, like a game. You know, you know like a game. Like a game. No strings attached. No strings attached. Uh, and Yugi goes, well, cool. What we'll do is we'll put all of our favorite cards into one deck, and we'll face you. And uh, Bakura suggested that. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, that makes more sense. Because then they're like, well... It, like, this deck's going to be super powerful because it's all of our best cards. Are you going to be okay with that? And he goes, oh, yeah, sure. No, it's just for fun. Plus, I might surprise you. Not evil at all. Uh, out of his fucking dead serial killer eyes. Uh, and they sit down at a tree trunk that happens to be convenient, conveniently nearby. And they shuffle all their favorite cards together in a deck for... for oh, there's Pepper. Hey, bud. Uh, and... Uh, Pepper, what did you think of this episode? Thanks. Yeah, it's a good comment. Uh, no, it's a, that's a really good point. So it is, uh, like Pepper just mentioned, really refreshing to see a duel uh, where they don't use the holographic generators. They just kind of sit down at this tree stump. and uh, They're just sitting down to play a card game. Yeah, it's like you get this brief glimpse of like, oh, right, this is a normal-ass card game. I forgot. We haven't seen this since like episode two. And, and even then, just 
once maybe uh and they sit down and they all uh are like okay well let's get ready to duel and bakura goes well before we get started i do have something to show you and this should interest you yugi especially and he starts chanting and his eyes sort of sink in a little bit and he does a, a sort of yoga pose in front of him and a gold necklace appears where no gold necklace was before, except for in a wide shot. I think Mac and I noticed they forgot to draw it out, but a, a millennium item necklace appears and he goes, uh, I am going to use the power of this millennium ring to transport us to the shadow realm because you have something I need, Yugi. You have the millennium puzzle and I'm going to take it from you. And you see everything get all wibbly wobbly shadow realmy. And they're transported to the shadow realm where all the colors are inverted and their souls are pulled from their bodies. And you see one by one as a soul is yanked from each of the four friends and plunged into the shadow realm vortex, which pulls their souls into Yugi's It's deck. extremely 90s effects where it's just a sw- uh, like a cloud picture and then mm-hmm. they do a swirl of it. Yeah. And then everyone just falls into it going, wow. You could probably do this in like 30 seconds in Photoshop. <laughs> But I like how everyone's reaction was the same exact, uh, uh, every, all of them. Yeah, they got four. they got each of the voice actors to do the same line read somehow, which, I mean, happens rarely enough for their own lines. It's amazing that they got all four actors to do the same exact inflection at the same time. <laughs> uh, for the same length. For the same length. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's really a treasure. <laughs> Of the 90s. Uh, Of the 90s. So they're all brought into the deck, and you see all of their uh, now soulless bodies fall over limp, and you think, well, that's it. Bakura's killed them all. Mai's been kidnapped. We're out of main characters. I guess it's the Bakura show now. And uh, Bakura sort of goes in to grab the Millennium puzzle from uh, Yugi's lifeless corpse, and uh, as he does, the Millennium item flashes to life, and we hear that same sound again that happens when the Pharaoh takes over Yugi's body, and Yugi wakes up, and it's the Pharaoh's soul standing up in Yugi's body, and he goes, if you want the Millennium Puzzle, you're going to have to duel me for it here in the Shadow Realm, and he challenges Bakura to a shadow duel. Uh, And the episode ends. Cliffhanger, kind of, I guess. Yeah, it seemed to end... Like, like almost in the middle of a sentence, it seemed like, you know, yeah, it, it felt, felt that way. It felt very much like, and if you're going to want, if you want the millennium puzzle, you're going to have to, to be continued. Yeah. That's how it felt. Um, just in general, before we get into best and worst, how did you guys feel about this episode? It was actually pretty good. I feel like this is the first episode where we actually see even more magic stuff. And yeah. I'm excited to see where that's going. Yeah. And I, I like... Because I remember this was one of your uh, favorite things to talk about when we were talking about the manga. There's that whole sequence where Bakura is their dungeon master and he sends their souls into uh, their like miniatures. I think we're going to see a similar thing here, but it's going to be the cards instead of miniatures. So I like that they're bringing in that storyline, just fitting it into the dual monsters just thing. Adapted. Yeah. Mac, what'd you think? Uh, it was uh, it was really reminiscent of my childhood, just because seeing the red eyes, you know, like I mentioned, how that got pulled out on me when I was, you know, younger and playing. Um, and then, uh, so we would obviously, like any trading card game, you know, you would trade cards. Um, but I remember, so uh, my friend's cousin or whatever uh, 
put his red eyes up, you know, like very much like Joey and, and Rex did. And so I put uh, a different card up for, you know, like winner takes all. Mm-hmm. So we essentially had that same thing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's red. That's how I got the red eyes black dragon when I was a kid. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Oh, well, see, you're living, you're living the Joey life right now. I am. Now I got to pick up this New York accent, guys. <laughs> Well, uh, watch out for my time wizard. <laughs> that was actually surprisingly was to pretty myself good. pretty that good. That was pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm impressed. Well, uh, Jimmy, how about we let's start with you. Uh, what What's your uh, favorite? Uh, my favorite is uh, seeing my being the only person who is even remotely prepared for being on an island for like a week. And even she is just like pitifully bad at bringing food and supplies that you might need for the woods. Yeah, I don't think anyone in this world knows what food is. Yeah, like as an Eagle Scout, seeing these kids like run around, A, they didn't bring any food. B, they don't have any beds as far as I can tell. Nope. Uh, they don't have any supplies besides cards. And Mai is the only one who has anything and it's just... A portable shower, I guess, and a bag of uh, soda and chips. Yeah, I mean that sounds healthy, right? That's a yeah. It's a rounded meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. <laughs> so I just wondered what was going through any of their heads when they agreed to like come on this cruise to this mysterious island. Yeah, I, mm, I still wonder about that. Like, if I were invited to a mysterious island that I knew nothing about and I didn't Google it. Would I just assume that there's a McDonald's there? Because I feel like everyone here did. Or maybe, you know, just in a in a panic. I, I know they had all this time to, you know, you're invited to this day, you know, on this, you know, this time. But in a panic, Yugi was like thinking, you know, my grandpa's soul, I have to go get it. And so not thinking like, well, I'm going to pack for this camping trip I'm about to go on, guys. Uh, what uh, Should I bring my cot or is there room for that? You know? Yeah, there was zero zero, you know, preparation put into this, which I think is continuing to be interesting. Especially since they keep coming back to it, like in the show, like they yeah. keep realizing, oh, we're starving and we haven't <laughs> slept. Whoops, we have no food besides these free fish that were given to us by a duelist twenty four hours ago. Yeah, but it's good to see someone knows that. Oh yeah, we should be getting water. We should be getting firewood. We should have like food prep and stuff. So, yeah, that's my best. Nice. What about yours? Uh, well, let's let's go to Mac. Or shall it be Mac? My best was uh, when, at the end, when Yugi and Bakura, well, Pharaoh Yugi and Bakura are talking, they do this like wider shot, and it, there was this big picture of like their faces, like there was a, they were about to do battle, and or it's going to be awesome. Well, I don't usually have that face when I'm about to make out because they looked like they were like pretty angry with each other. I mean, As if they'd known each other it, in a past Egyptian life. Ooh. Plot twist. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> uh, I do I do feel like the faces that, pe- that people make in like the like ending shots are always the most special bits in a way because they put a lot of effort into those. Like uh, in that one episode where it's uh, Yugi facing off against Ghost Kaiba and he's like going to face down the blue eyes uh, white dragon and... Uh, it does that like extra artsy silhouette pose. Um, it's always kind of nice to see oh, just, a, just a little bit of 
a little bit extra. Yeah, a little bit of like showing that it came from a comic or something like that. You know, a little more artsy comic strip looking, you know, for sort of those like full pagers, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever appreciated those as kids, but I'm glad that they exist now because yeah, oh, yeah. then I have something to like screen cap and use as a yeah. an iPhone background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite, I think, was when... Joey finally plays the uh, the time wizard. Time wizard. Uh, and Rex's line read there is just amazing to me <laughs> because R- Yugi has noticed that the time wizard's there. Rex has noticed that the time wizard's there. Joey, the person who played the time wizard, is literally the last person to remember the time wizard. And Rex still goes, why would you do that? <laughs> just completely taken aback. Uh, it's like he's setting up for a Seinfeld joke. Like, time wizards, what's the deal with that? Uh, And it's just so awkwardly paced that I think, I mean, like I brought up in the last episode, like I think the voice actor who's just in there in the studio reading Rex's lines is slowly going crazy. Like, he's got (laughs) to be, just between takes, you know, doing the, the like lemon tea with honey, preserving the throat, and just like, what is this shit that I'm reading? zero con like even with context this line isn't doing any favors right like it, it, it's impossible to probably do like quote unquote well and i think he nails it because i love it jesus turn your fucking watch oh down gosh. goddamn smart watches technology what i pushed the wrong button i'm ruining this thing you're ruining this podcast about Yu-Gi-Oh. beeps our beautiful, high-quality Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, <laughs> Lauren's judging us from afar. Um, so, uh, so now let's go uh, back the other way. Mac, what was your least favorite? Um, least favorite? Well, my least favorite was, you know, Rex's line read. That was just very terrible. Why is it, it was, always, it was it always my best is someone else's worst? <laughs> Why does that always have to happen? So... I don't know. It was just too corny. Maybe, maybe that's that's why it's your that might best. be it. I do enjoy yeah. the the corny. You enjoy of the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I enjoy the uh, the the pretty artwork and and gawk at the the cheesy line reads. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Jimmy, how about you? Uh, I just keep thinking about the time wizard, and much <laughs> like stabbing the moon, all its abilities just seem to be completely pulled out of the writer's ass. Yeah, like. <laughs> Um, this is the first time it, it demonstrates this power and, you know, it, it's always brought out to the field and it affects time, I guess, going into the future. But, um, yeah, it just, it's way like overly complex to see like the, the eons of time streaking past. And there's like this whole 30 second sequence of, um, like evolution and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just time going forward and turning this dragon into dust. Yeah. Yeah, no, and uh, and I, I'm going to go ahead and skip to my worst, if that's okay, because it's the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I the animation for Time Wizard, we've seen Time Wizard in action once already, and the animation here was just way too much. Like, it was this whole, like, Doctor Who intro going into a time portal, and, and we see, you know, flashes of creatures go by. And uh, we see the evolution of man. Like, you thought I was joking earlier. No, we see the actual evolution of man. Like, we see a, a picture of a gorilla fly by the camera and a picture of uh, uh, 
uh, a Neanderthal fly by the camera and and then we get to fucking Da Vinci's like painting of a man or whatever it's called Vitruvian Man, Vitruvian man thank you and it it flies past the camera no, he's in like a T pose like yeah, with the, his arms out and then it like the camera goes directly into his forehead and that's the end of the sequence and what why why what is the we're supposed to be going eons into the future but we're seeing the evolution of man is this just like is this just sort of an abstract passing of time what, or like what what i'm thinking is it took it back you first. know time back first uh-huh. yeah and then brought it back up to to man Oh, That's my best I see. so the amount that they traveled was eons, right? Passing the second of an eye or whatever it is that Rex says, uh, but the the sum total of the time travel brings them back to the present. <laughs> I can't I can't justify it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and uh, so I brought up the uh, the time wizard card to look at the effects because I remember seeing the card and being like, well, this does nothing like the TV show. And right. I was, as a, as a kid, yeah. So here is uh, what the card says. It says, once per turn, uh, you can toss a coin and call it. If you call it right, destroy, destroy all monsters on your opponents that your opponent controls. If you call it wrong, destroy as many monsters you control as possible. And if you do, take damage equal to half the total attack those destroyed monsters had on the field. So it's, it is very, very risky. But as far as, as uh, you know, getting your baby dragon to turn into a thousand dragon by using that effect, not so much when it comes to the actual card game. Yeah, I know that there is, like, the thousand dragon card in the official game now is like a fusion monster or something between baby dragon and yeah, time wizard. Yeah, like polymerization. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Fusion. But so the, so then the effect of time wizard in quote-unquote reality, is essentially what we're seeing here. It's just played out incredibly dramatically. <laughs> it's essentially a way to make a coin flip look good. Yeah, and I, everyone likes spins with uh, six opportunities, you know, six different options yeah. as opposed to a 50-50 coin flip. Anytime you can get a spinning wheel on a TV show, I think that's a that's a real winner. <laughs> <laughs> They should uh they should start a game show about that like, wheel and of... have fortune right they where they can win stuff uh yeah yeah good ideas come out of this podcast there we go million dollar idea wheel of time wizard <laughs> <laughs> it's me your host Joey Wheeler we're here to win some money and some red eyes black dragons. <laughs> First up, we've got Rex Raptor. Rex, give that wheel a spin. Big money, big money, big money. Ooh, you landed on Baby Dragon. So better luck next time. I feel like he would be a lot more rude and crass with it, like as he is. And then if you offend him, he's like, nah, you lose a turn. <laughs> Minus 100 points from Gryffindor. What game is this? I don't know. We make it up just like the show. <laughs> well, do you guys have any other closing thoughts about this episode? I, I per- I'm good. Coming up next is a two-parter that I'm pretty excited for. Uh, we, we're going to see some more of the magic that Jimmy likes so much. Um, Yay, magic! Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, unless we have any final... Do you have a final note? Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah just, maybe. Yeah, as a kid, you know... 
I I thought I think it's great that you liked the shadow realm aspect of the comics as much, Jimmy. Um, but I I also when the show was going, I would enjoy those parts too. We're bonding right here. Eye contact. <laughs> so I think what we've proven is I like the bad parts of the show, <laughs> and you, you guys like what the show is actually good we at. Like the, the interesting <laughs> little. Really good. We like the good parts of the show. Uh, you know what? I'm happy for you. <laughs> well, uh, with that in mind, it's, it's time, time to uh, 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 end the episode. Uh, Mac, we're going to end the episode as we do every week with a card of the week. Uh, would you mind reading our card of the week? Sure. All right. Here it is. This is Nitro Unit. Equip only... Well, is it supposed to be gray like that? Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't figured out a way to program oh, in the okay. picture. There is a picture to go along with Nitro Unit. I'm sure it looks great. I'm sure it does. Uh, equip only to a monster on your opponent's side of the field. When the equipped monster is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, inflict damage to your, opponent's, to your opponent equal to the attack of the equipped monster. All That's right. actually pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, it's... Yeah, it's a spell card, uh, or I guess an equip spell card, uh, and I don't have a picture here, but it sounds it sounds neat. It sounds like it's something from uh, from Five Ds, which uh, would I forgot to tell. I was this was in my mind the entire time I was listening. Ever since you mentioned Five Ds, right, let's do it. Let's close. Dodge, it duck, dip, dive, and duel. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is why I'm here. I. <laughs> God damn it. How have I not realized this before? No idea. Mac, this is why we have you on the show. I immediately thought that in my head when you were like five Ds and I was like, dodge, duck, dip, dive, duel. Come on, guys. Say something. This, this is it. This is it. There we go. You've proven That's your too word. too Ds. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. Now we have to end this episode. It's not getting better than this. Uh, Mac, before we close out, is there anything that you want to plug any social media stuff you want people to follow any projects you're working on mm, no not really i guess you could follow my dog on instagram if you if you like those sort of things i love following dogs on instagram so she's a great pyrenees so she's going to be like human size 140 pounds Oof. yeah she right now she's a little floofer uh-huh um her her handle is abby the great peer p-y-r um on instagram all right, there mm-hmm. we go. And if you want to follow the show on Instagram, uh, you can follow us at Y-A-M-P-O-D or on Twitter at Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, just think Yampod, because that makes sense. Uh, and uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, do all the things. Uh, if you want to email us a question even, we will read that question on the air and probably butcher it. Uh, but I want to throw that invite out here because uh, I think right now on Twitter, it's Jimmy and I following our Twitter account and like a restaurant in Vancouver. So uh, <laughs> our Instagram is blowing up. Our Instagram is doing great. Jimmy's doing a great job with that. You guys can always, you know, if even if you're on, you know, recording, you can send me emergency texts like, hey, this person's asking this question and then maybe I'll have an answer for you. Yeah, guys. We'll, we'll bring you on as a as like a retainer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Resident Yu-Gi-Oh expert. <laughs> <laughs> expert <laughs> well mac thank you again for being on the show i really appreciate it i know jimmy really appreciates it uh although he seems to be ignoring us right now so very rude jimmy jeez come hey on. uh and uh next week we'll be talking about season one episode 13 
evil spirit of the ring. Uh, very excited for that again. Uh, until then, why would you do that? Perfect ending. Yeah.